get something from the Lord. Uh, we're going to read a familiar story, and then actually later on we're going to look at a different passage uh, and see if the Lord will tie these two together so we can learn something from Him tonight. But uh, it says this in Luke 5, verse 1, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon Him, that's Jesus, to hear the word of God, He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down, and he taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had done, uh, and when they had thus done they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break and they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them uh, and they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink and when Simon Peter saw it he fell down at Jesus's knees saying depart from me for I am a sinful man O Lord for he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken and so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for uh, already blessing us tonight. Lord, I thank you for uh, your word tonight. And Lord, I pray that you'd help me to be able to preach. Lord, that you would touch my voice. Uh, Lord, help me to uh, speak clearly tonight. Lord, that you, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, would just fill us with your presence. Lord, teach us from your word. Lord, help us to see the example tonight and to apply it to our lives and see, uh, learn more of you. And in Jesus' name we pray. And amen. So we see Jesus is by the lake of Gennesaret there in Luke 5, which is another name of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, it's the same place. Uh, so he sees two empty ships there right off the shore. He's got a crowd of people with him. Uh, and it's hard to teach. I, I'm imagining the crowd has gotten so big, it's hard for him to just, uh, with his voice, to be able to reach everybody in the crowd. You know, they didn't have the microphones and everything that we have today. Uh, so he sees the fishermen there washing their nets. Uh, and he, he, he gets in their boat, in Simon Peter's boat. They launch out a little ways uh, in the boat, and he's there standing on the boat. And now he's got kind of an, a, an auditorium now. Now his voice can project across the water into where the crowd is, and he can teach the crowd. So that's what Jesus does. He is, he's using this, uh, using this boat to teach the crowd uh, to let his voice project. And when he was done, that's what happens. He's done teaching in verse 4. He tells them to go out further all the way into the deep. Go out to the middle of the Sea of Galilee and let down your net uh, for a draught for a huge amount of fish. So here uh, he's saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, you set the you set the nets out and catch a whole bunch of fish. And Simon answers him in verse five. He says, master, we have toiled all night and we have taken nothing. We uh, we have been fishing all night long. It's now morning. We're we're fi we're fixing our nets. We're washing our nets. We're we're gonna put them away, and we're gonna try fishing another day. Uh, we we put the boat out so 
you could teach, and now you're wanting us to fish. Lord, we've done all this. We've done everything. Uh, you know, we, we fished all night. Uh, and, and in fact, the area where they were in, I, I found something out there. This area of the Sea of Galilee uh, had some natural springs. And that what that would did is the fish loved it. So it was a good fishing spot right there. And Jesus is saying, no, I don't want you to go to that fishing spot that's kind of near the land. I want you to go out to the deep. So he's saying, hey, uh, Peter said, hey, we fished. The fish aren't biting. Uh, you want us to leave our favorite spot, go out to the deep, and we're trying to catch uh, fish in a deep spot with a net. Uh, it's getting warmer. The fish don't like that. They're going to go below the net. And, it, and, he, and you can just think of all the facts that they're thinking of in their mind. You know, we're we're professional fishermen. We we have fished on this lake for years and years. And, uh, you know, in my judgment as a professional, there's no way this is going to work. Uh, it doesn't make sense. You know, all these things are going through his mind. But I love the end of verse 5. Nevertheless, at thy word... I will let down uh, the net. He's saying, in spite of all of that, in spite of what I know to be true, in spite of us fishing all night, in, in spite of us being professional fishermen, and, and Jesus is a religious teacher, we are going to do what he said. And it's at that point where they let down the net, that is faith right there. That's faith in action, right? The taking what Jesus said, it didn't make sense. Uh, all the reasoning pointed the other way. And that reminds me of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. See, if they would have trusted in their own reasoning, they would have never put the let the net down. And he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So all their years of fishing in these exact waters, they threw it out the window and they said, you know what? We're going to do what you say, Jesus. And that's what we need to do. We need to walk by faith the same exact way. And as soon as they did that, verse 6, the net's full. And in fact, the net is about to break. Uh, so they call the other boat in and there's enough fish to fill both the boats. And in fact, there's so many fish, verse 7 saying, uh, that it's starting to sink. That's how much uh, that's how many fish are in the boat. And you see what happens as soon as this, verse 8. I love this. Peter saw it. He fell down on Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. What's he say? I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. So you see what happens right here? After trusting Jesus, after listening to what he says, after putting faith in him and, and seeing what Jesus could do, what's Peter do? He admits his sin. Right? He admits that he's a sinner right there. And then what's he do? He calls on the name of the Lord. You see that? With faith, he admits he's a sinner, calls on the name of the Lord. Uh, and and uh, at that point, I believe he's saved right there. He's gone through the uh, what the Bible says to do. And Jesus answered him and says, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. So he says, Hey, uh, from today on, you are not going to catch fish anymore. You're going to catch men. You are going to spread the gospel. You're going to do all these things. And verse 11 is very important. The last one we, we read. And when they had brought their ships to land... They forsook all and followed him. They walked away. They walked away from the ships. They walked away from the nets. They walked away from their profession as a fisherman to become disciples of Jesus Christ. 
This is the model right here. That's the model. You, <laughs> Jesus comes. Uh, you know, you you put your faith in Him. You admit you're a sinner. You call on His name, and as soon as He saves you, you drop your plans and you pick up Jesus's plans. That's it, right there. That's the whole model. And He's saying, "Hey, uh, I've got a new job for you." They forsook all. They dropped all those things and they followed Jesus. They did this. So Peter Peter left his fishing boat. Remember, Jesus got in Peter's boat, so one of those was his. He left the boat uh, and walked away, and for three and a half years, they followed Jesus until the night Jesus was arrested, right? Then they scatter. Peter follows, uh, he follows Jesus from a distance. Uh, they get to the high priest's house there, uh, and, uh, and, and there he's, uh, you know, he's encountered three times with people asking him, uh, asking them if they were one of the followers of Jesus. And he's denying, uh, you know, three times before the cock crows, just like Jesus had said he would. And at that moment, Jesus locks eyes with Peter uh, and he realized what's happened, that that guilt. He realizes the denial is true. He's ashamed. He's guilty. He's heartbroken. He's weeping bitterly and he leaves that. And I'll tell you what, that that picture right there that's a real picture to me I don't know about you but I've let the Lord down from time to time I there's been times where I I, I should have t taken a stand it didn't there's been times where I you know when I've given in uh, given in to fear and everything else so he's ashamed he's guilty he's heartbroken and I tell you what if we're if we're honest with ourselves Peter wasn't even sure whether he'd see Jesus again right Jesus was crucified. He died on the cross. He was buried. And that Saturday, I've said it before, had to have been a dark day. It, it, a day of no hope. There's no more Jesus, no more miracles, no more teaching, no more of anything else. But aren't you glad on the Sunday morning before it was yet dawn, the stone was rolled away, the tomb was empty. There's the women going looking for the body uh, to anoint it. Uh, it's not there. And then Jesus appears while Mary's trying to find it. Uh, he appears first to the women then he appears to the two on the road to Emmaus then 1 Corinthians 15 5 says and that he was seen of Cephas or Peter then of the twelve so we don't know what happened so we know Jesus appeared to Peter before the rest of the disciples we don't know what he said we don't know the conversation, but I can guarantee Jesus forgave Peter that day. Jesus assured him that he was not done. He, he forgave him of the three denials uh, from a few days prior. Uh, and then finally, Jesus appears to Thomas last. Uh, and then, uh, and that's at the end of uh, John chapter 20. So I want you to turn over to John 21. It's the very end of the book of John. And I want you to see something. John 21, he has appeared. Uh, uh, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise, he showed he himself. Uh, there were together Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathan, Nathaniel of Canaan, Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Verse 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. And they said unto him, We also go with thee. Uh, and they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. And see, uh, you, you fast forward three and a half years later. Uh, now uh, Jesus has risen. So he is only visiting them from time to time. The disciples at this point just a few times. Uh, but Jesus had spent all of that time training them. Uh, and here's the thing. They're, they're confused. They're not sure what to do next. And they say, I go a fishing. 
Right after Jesus had forgiven Peter for denying him, he goes back to his old job from three and a half years ago. Uh, they get back in the old boat. They dust off the old nets. Uh, they sail out to their favorite fishing spot, and six of them go with Peter. Uh, that shows you that you're you're either going to encourage, you're you're going to discourage and lead people astray, one or the other. Uh, and you you can stop right here and say, you know, honestly, if I look at this situation, what a waste. What a waste for James and John and Peter and all the rest of them that had followed Jesus that they're going to get in the fishing boat and they're going to flip careers and going to be fishermen again. Isn't that a waste? Jesus had spent all of that time training them. Uh, are they crazy? You know, we could say that. Uh, what are they thinking? Jesus did all that to send them into the world with the gospel and they want to go back to fishing. Again, it's a waste. You know, I think of a parallel would be imagine the Apostle Paul instead of after his conversion uh, of being a missionary for Jesus and planting churches and everything else. Imagine he went into full time tent making. Right? And started a tent making business and was the greatest tent maker in the area. You would say again, what a wasted life. That's not what God, he did that on the side. Uh, he did that to help raise money for himself. But on the, the first part, he was a missionary. Uh, he was a servant of God. Uh, so whether you're looking at Paul or these disciples right here, you're thinking, what are they thinking in their mind? What are they doing going back to fishing? And I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. I've been hard on Peter in this passage before. I've looked at it and I've been hard on him. And I'm thinking, no, wait a second. What happens when you and I are faced with different circumstances? What happens when I, uh, you know, our, our, our lives are, you know, circumstances change. And, and for the disciples, there was no more daily walk with Jesus. He was just visiting from time to time. So what happens? What do we do? What do we do when things are changed? Do we go back to what's comfortable? You know, do we go back to the old fishing boat? Uh, have you ever done that? You think about it. What have we gone through? We've gone through pastor changes before. We've gone to, through changes in health, you know, different diagnoses of sicknesses before. We've gone through disappointments in life before. Uh, and, and there, every time something like that happens, there is a temptation to drop the Lord's plan and go back to fishing. Every single time. That's what they did. That's what they, they gave into the temptation. They said, you know what? We'll just do what we know we can do. And what's it say in verse 3? It's so important. Uh, it's one of those things I underlined in my Bible. And that night they caught nothing. Nothing. They didn't catch a thing. Remember back Luke 5.10. We read it a few minutes ago. Fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men. He said your fishing days are over back then. Three and a half years ago. So it shouldn't be a surprise that after Jesus gave them a new job. A higher calling and a great plan for their life. That when they decided to go back to fishing it didn't work again. And I don't know about you, I've tried to do that before. Not get in a fishing boat, but I've tried to go back to what's comfortable in the world. I've tried to go back to building a career instead of doing God's will. I've tried these things, and the same thing happens. We catch nothing when we go on our own plan. What's that sound like? I can't catch a break, right? That's what, it's, that's what it sounds like. Nothing's going right. Poor me. Uh, why, can't, why is everything working with everyone else but not working with me? And, and we say all these things and don't realize that, hey, uh, this is the Lord trying to get their attention. 
But aren't you glad the story doesn't end there? If the story ended at verse 3, we would have no hope right here. But I love, here's one of the buts of the Bible, verse 4. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then said, uh, Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? There he is. There's Jesus. There in the morning, the darkness is replaced with light, and Jesus is asking them a question. Children, have ye any meat? You know what he saying how's your plan going boys right how's it going out there fishing are you catching anything you know why because jesus wanted them to acknowledge that their plan wasn't working you know the holy spirit does the same thing with us how's it going right how's it going on your own how's this plan working today and we have to we're faced with the same thing and you know what the devil tried to do is say you know what the problem's in the boat you got to get a better boat the problem's in the net you got to get a better net the problem's with you you got to train more to be a better fisherman read up on fishing and everything else uh you got to find a better spot a better time or everything else no the problem was disobedience that's what we see right there and god never rewards disobedience he never does But now we get down to verse 6. Once they answer no, he says, children, uh, uh, he says, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. And they did it and they couldn't draw it in. There was so many fish. The great, uh, the multitude of fish that came off. And here's the thing. I've heard people preach this passage and say, well, the problem is they were on the left side and now they're on the right. I guarantee all night long they tried the right side as much as the left, as the back, as the front, any side they could. And nothing went right. You know what the key was? They just obeyed Jesus. He said, do it on the right side, and they did it on the right side. It was obedience, and that they replaced disobedience with obedience, and just like that, everything started to change in their life. And you know what? I heard a, a preacher a long time ago, I don't remember who it was, that said, you know what? If you look at every time that there's fishing in the Bible, they never caught anything unless they obeyed Jesus Christ. I said, ooh, (laughs) ooh, that's big right there. So they never caught anything. And now, verse 7, a light bulb goes off, right? Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John, uh, talking about himself, saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. Remember, at the beginning of the story, they didn't know it was Jesus. He was over there. He's talking to them. He's crying out to them. uh, And they don't realize it's him. But now the light bulb goes off. And guess what? Doesn't this picture look almost exactly like Luke 5? Right? As you start comparing these two together, aren't you seeing almost the same thing? They're out there fishing all night long in both passages. In both passages, they don't catch anything. In both passages, they, uh, Jesus comes on the scene. And in both passages, as soon as they do what Jesus said, everything changes. And they catch a whole bunch of fish. You know why they look the same? Luke 5 is when Jesus first called them to be his disciples. And Peter had just been forgiven for denying him. And guess what? Jesus is now forgiving Peter for abandoning his calling. That's what's going on right here. In verse 12, they have a meal with Jesus. That's compassion. That's love. That's mercy from Jesus. He doesn't say, I told you so. He doesn't say, you're crazy. I can't believe you went back to fishing. I already told you. No, he shows compassion. And then verses 15 through 17, uh, we, you've heard it probably many, many times. Uh, he's saying there, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou more than these? And that these for him is fishing. He's saying, do you love me more than the fishing boat? Do you love 
love me more than the net? Do you love me more than the career? And, and Peter had to answer that himself. And he, uh, he answered it, Yea, Lord, uh, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Then he questions him again and he says, Feed my sheep. Questions him again and says, Feed my sheep. Three times. Three denials, three times he's got to now say that I, Lord, I do love you. You know why he's saying that? Jesus isn't being mean. He's trying to say, hey, as dedicated as you were to abandoning me, you got to be dedicated to doing what I've called you to do. And here's what we've got. They, they're trying to do, uh, they were trying to do all these different things. Uh, and uh, and for, our love is probably not fishing, but we can answer the question ourselves. Lovest thou uh, me more than these? And you fill in these with whatever it is uh, that the devil has tried to get you astray with. And I'm telling you, whenever we replace uh, God's plan with our plan, it's a problem each and every time. And he's saying, Peter, I want you to feed my sheep. Don't you do anything else until you get more instructions from me. And there... They had been trying to fish all night. They were tired. They were hungry. Jesus recreates the calling for them again. To recall them again to what they had been trained to do. And you know what I thought of as I was comparing these two? I thought of what Pastor Jimmy used to say over and over again. What did he say? If you put that cross down, you've got to go back to where you put it down and pick it right back up. Where did Jesus go? Right, He had called them out of the fishing boat on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. They're right back on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And he's calling them back right out of the boat again. He's saying, hey, I've trained you for something different than this. So if you want to follow me, if you really want to do it, you're going to have to park that boat and follow me. And feed my sheep. And do what I've called you to do and become fishers of men instead of fishers of fish. But here's the thing. Those disciples right there could have never been professional fishermen again and you're thinking mike how are you so sure because i know the master of the sea would have made every single fish go a different way until they realized what the problem was and here's the thing if we're trying to be successful outside of god's will we'll be just it'll be just as futile so the whole message we see is come back to Jesus. Come back to the calling. Come and dine. Let's walk by faith together. And, and here's the thing. For those that have walked away, this is a great message. But I tell you what, I think it's an even greater message for Peter. The fact that he, uh, at that point, I don't see another time where he ever went back to fishing or he ever abandoned God's plan. He, from that point on, what's he doing in the next chapter, in, in the book of Acts in chapter 2? He is boldly preaching the truth before anyone. Uh, he doesn't care who's there. He doesn't. He's not ashamed anymore. And from that point on, he's doing God's will. Uh, he is on fire for the Lord. And he can look back every time the temptation would come to go back to fishing. Every time the temptation would come to do anything other than what God called him to do. He can remember Jesus standing there on the shore saying, children, have ye in me? And we can remember the same thing. And we can thank God that he only needed to call us once but the fact that we uh, many many times drop the calling for something else there's Jesus calling us again and we can say praise God for that that he didn't leave us uh, where we were at he didn't forsake us he didn't say I told you so he didn't just abandon them or anything else he said come back to me I know you're hungry I've already got food started uh, let's get something to eat and let's walk by faith together what an amazing picture of Jesus Christ Amen the God of another chance. 
And I say praise God for that because I've used many, many chances. And I'm sure if the Lord tarries, it'll continue to happen in my life. I try not to, but I tell you what, we give in to these temptations. We try to do things outside of God's will, but I'm glad there he is in love. And he's saying, hey, boys, I've trained you for something different than this. So we're going to open up the altar tonight. If you need to pray about anything tonight or just thank God and say, God, I've been Peter. I've been him. I've been the other disciples. And I, I preached that passage before. And if you look at the, the list, I believe it's in verse, in verse 2 or verse 1. Uh, it talks about Simon, Thomas, Nathaniel, uh, James, and John. And then it says, and two other of his disciples. There was room on that boat for two more. And I tell you what, I've gotten on that boat before. But I'm glad that there's Jesus on the shore saying, come on, Amen. come back. What a God. We're going to open up the altar tonight. If you